0: Hello and welcome to Simon's Pro Wrestling Show. You're asking yourself, Simon, why isn't it on Twitch today? Well, somebody thought it'd be really funny to log into my account, so I'm currently locked out and Twitch is trying to sort it. Whoever that person is, I will find you and I'll rip your head off and do terrible things to you. Of course, I would never do that, but we are... Well, on the cusp, on the cusp, on the fallout of quite a crazy weekend because we had the Impact show, we had WrestleMania Backlash, and of course we had Raw, and we had a bunch of other news as wrestling always does. You're never allowed to rest within the world of wrestling because there's always something going on. So we'll start with WrestleMania Backlash because that will then tie into Raw just by circumstance. I thought it was a really good show. Like genuinely, I thought in terms of the matches and in terms of, you know, it's, it's the classic thing with WWE, in terms of the build that then worked its way into the matches, I wasn't massively excited beforehand, but when I actually sat down to enjoy it for what it was, I thought it was pretty damn good, right? I had a good time. Even the pre-show had Sheamus versus Ricochet, which then had uh, repercussions on Raw, which they never do. So from top to bottom, aside from one match, really, really good. It's kind of a shame that we still haven't hit this big, reset button's not fair, but we still haven't hit the pathway of newness (laughs) that Raw especially needs right now. It does kind of feel like wash, rinse, repeat, wash, repeat it's all the same people mixing it up with each other without really moving forward like somebody on my twitter cheap plug at simon 316 come follow me there and on instagram i would appreciate it said to me oh we all want long-term storytelling uh, storytelling and now wwe are doing it i don't believe this is long-term storytelling and i'm the most positive p ever you know long-term storytelling has to have uh, you know well goalposts and it has to have tent poles and things that make you go oh we've now we've done this and now we've done that we're not really telling a story we're just keeping people in the same feuds and they're going week to week as I presume WWE tries to figure out what they're going to do I was listening to the Wrestling Observe uh, radio show earlier and they kind of insinuated that Raw was rewritten at 5 p.m which does make a lot of sense. So, Sheamus versus Ricochet, really, really fun. Sheamus wins. And then I enjoyed what they did on Raw. I think probably you could argue that Sheamus versus Ricochet had the best match on Monday night. It's kind of dumb that it's all situated around the fact that Sheamus really loves his hat and coat, but they had a hard-hitting match. Ricochet got absolutely murked by the end of it, and now I presume he will move on to somewhere else. But... Again, there's always caveats, like where the hell's Mansour? I know he was a lumberjack on Raw, but why? He was 50 and oh, whatever the hell he was, and now he's beaten him and he's gone. I get why Umberto Crio's not on, and it wouldn't surprise me if Ricochet took his spot. I think he's injured, and caution and health is always is always more important. But again, if we could come up with some kind of cool US challenge... Structure, which it hasn't really had for the last few weeks, I think most of us would have appreciated it. First proper match, then Oscar versus Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte for the Raw Women's title. Thought it was tremendous. Thought it was... Well, all three women's best match in ages. It didn't surprise me that Oscar was in there to take the pin, but it did surprise me that, yes, when we got to 24 hours later, we did Charlotte versus Oscar and Oscar won. I didn't see that coming in a million years. I am getting a little bit bored of halfway through a match, here comes out the other person that just happens to be in this program, causes the distraction, obviously goes into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the roll up one, two, three, and we did that so much on Raw. You're just killing that finish. Like, You can't overdo anything, not just in wrestling, but in any form of entertainment, right? It's boring. Even when you talk about sports, look at MMA, look at UFC. If somebody doesn't, you know, shake it up and try to be more aggressive or whatever the fans start to boo and it's the same here so by the time we get to the main event and we're doing distraction roll-up distraction roll-up just makes me want to put my head through a wall because i'm a very strange person and i need to i need to get over that but i I don't really know what we do now either because the deal was if charlotte beat oscar she gets a championship match that had nothing to do with oscar who did lose at the pay-per-view although technically so did charlotte it's one of these weird situations where do i want more women to be invested into one of these feuds absolutely But do I think Oscar and Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair are such high caliber athletes that I'm kind of good with it? There's probably some truth in that too. It kind of makes me think we're going to put them in a Hell in a Cell. I know that sounds weird and out of nowhere, but Hell in the Cell's in 2021 are weird and out of nowhere. But I mean, if you look at the lay of the land, they're only a few weeks away. We've moved Hell in a Cell earlier because WWE understandably wants Money in the Bank to be the first show with fans because they'll probably react bigger to that. But yeah, at this stage, do I see anybody else being put in there? No, we've now kind of created an odd situation because Oscar does now have a win over Charlotte. So you can't just put Charlotte in that match. Well, you can, but it will be confusing. So I have this feeling they're going to go round and round again. And then probably at Money in the Bank, we do Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. But the key with all of this is that Rhea just has to hold that title for a while. I know that the plan at WrestleMania before Lacey Evans got pregnant was that Charlotte Flair was going to become the champion. But things change, and right now she's doing a great job. She's establishing herself as a character. She does come across as unique, which is massively important in wrestling. So all of this has been all right. And yes, Charlotte Flair kind of threw herself into the mat off a Spanish fly on Raw. Very terrifying, but as far as I know, she's okay. And mistakes are always going to happen, right? It's an aggressive and a physical sport which is why I kind of don't like to focus too much on them I've made mistakes you've made mistakes she made a mistake I mean did it look ridiculous yes but these things kind of happen so I'm going to go with that I'm going to go to hell in a cell we do some kind of three well hell in a cell just because I can see it being a marketing thing too well we've never done that before so we can do it right now although if you do do that you should really make it the main event but I think Bobby Lashley versus Drew will be the main event there Dirty Dogs versus Mysterio's, obviously no follow-up just yet. That will be on SmackDown, just terrific. You know, I watch wrestling sometimes for the obvious, and I watch wrestling sometimes just to be satisfied. Well, all the time to be satisfied. And seeing Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio, who are very good baby faces, become the first father and son WWE team to win the tag titles, it's just perfect. The match was good. They're all really talented. I think Dominic still has a ton of potential, maybe not been used the best over the last few weeks, especially when he called himself Baby Champ on... Uh, last week's Raw that was kind of upsetting for all of us but they'll probably do a rematch on Smackdown because WWE can't help themselves but let's rev up some other teams whoever they may be man let's get them going I would be I want to get to SummerSlam and I want the Mysterios to have run the gambit I want them to go through everyone and then sure if you want to take the belts off them you can do it then although I'd rather they held it longer it was the obvious story. And sometimes you see people complaining about that. Well, I knew that was going to happen. But it's, if you watch a rom com, you know they're probably going to get together. If you watch an action movie, you know the last 30 minutes is probably going to feature a bunch of explosions. But that's why you tune in, because it does something internally that makes you want to do a backflip and then you do and fall on your neck and you break it and realize it was a bad idea. We will just segue into the zombies, because of course, if you were watching WrestleMania Backlash, this is when they turned up. We're talking about the lumber match between The Miz and Damian Priest. John Morrison goes to talk to the lumberjacks, and they're all zombies. Now, look, it's just one big advert for Army of the Dead, whatever the hell Batista's and Zack Snyder's new movie is called. If you liked it, and I mean this, I think that's awesome. I don't like this whole rhetoric on the internet sometimes. Well, the majority, or at least the vocal minority, seems to have hated it, and therefore we're going to pile on anybody that does like it. I mean, that's ridiculous. You watch wrestling. Maybe you watch wrestling for dumb shit. <laughs> and if you do, good for you. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart, from the bottom of my feet. Nobody should be able to tell you what you do and do like in wrestling. Even if you're just liking it, to be a bit contrary. That's fine as well. Because if you get something from that, all good. But I really did think this was bad. I thought it was really, really bad. I don't understand if I was meant to think they were real zombies or fake zombies. It completely took the focus of Damien Priest, which is what we not, should not be doing now. And it was just, again, the fact that it was one big advert. You can't suspend your disbelief for this stuff. And I do agree that I think the best kind of wrestling is when reality ties into it a little bit. And it kind of feels like what you're watching could actually be legit. And you can't do that with zombies. And I love zombies. I will see that new Batista movie because it's got Dave Batista in it. But also because of zombies. I like the undead. But it just didn't work. It was just a swing and the miss. And it doesn't mean that you don't enjoy fun. I saw Shane Helms said that. And that you, you can say I enjoyed it because I thought it was fun. But I don't think it's fair to then say, well, you don't like fun because you didn't enjoy it. Not everything has to be so black and white. But I forgot that Damien Priest won, to be honest. Because it just wasn't the big thing. It wasn't the big talking point. Now, thankfully on Raw, Damien Priest cut a promo where he said he's done with The Miz and John Morrison. After another Lumberjack match with Johnny Drip Drip, which was a little bit better because the Lumberjacks were human. But they were still random lumberjacks, like Nikki Cross was out there. And the commentators went, oh, she's back. Where has she been? And you had Shelton Alexander, Shelton Alexander, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander and the Viking Raiders and Mansour, he was there. We mentioned that earlier. And you just don't want to be in that spot because it kind of pigeons you to a certain point on the card. And I don't want that for any of those guys. But I guess who else do you get as lumberjacks? but I want Damian Priest to have a new feud. Damian Priest really should be penciled in for some kind of title match against a Bobby Lashley in three, four, five, six months, depending on how long you want to run it. Doesn't mean that it's going to light up the world and it may not even fit, but that's what the goal should be. Otherwise, why the hell did you call him up? Although I will say he is being treated better than most NXT call-ups, probably because he's tall. So at least that's something. Also seems like The Miz... Did something to his ACL at WrestleMania Backlash. That's why he wasn't on Raw. And if it is a full tear, he'll probably need surgery, which would be terrible. So all the thoughts to that guy. I mean, look, he did his best with a bad situation, as he always does. But you don't want anybody to get injured. You see that sometimes as well, and it blows my brain. But at least Damian Priest won both matches, right? Which is which is which is pretty damn good. But yeah, terrible. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Bailey SmackDown's women's title. Just a really good match again. I thought Bailey was excellent. I think Bianca Belair gets better each and every week. I would guess, given the finish, that they will probably do something at Hell in a Cell 2. Hopefully, that's not in the cell because we don't need that. Roll-up finish using your hair. A little bit weird, but at least it was different. At least it was creative. Although, as always, WWE relies on that finish way too much. The triple threat match for the WWE Title 2 really exceeded my expectations. I think Bobby Lashley was awesome. I think Drew McIntyre is a flipping warrior and a hero and this was braun strowman's best performance in ages like even though he lost and he took the pin he actually came across like a monster the monster among men the man and that hasn't happened for a while i mean he was doing dives off the apron he was doing sentons he got uh mishinuku drivered by by mcintyre he got this crazy spine buster slam thingamajig off lashley And those guys can do that to him. And it did make the match more fun because you don't usually see Braun get manhandled. We had the stupid thing when Bobby got thrown through the entranceway and you had the crappy (laughs) electrics go out, but it's fun. I thought this was tremendous. I really, really did. If it wasn't for the main event, I think this would have been my favorite match on the show. It was just big dudes going crazy. And... Bobby Lashley, you know, retained his championship after we did the somewhat stereotypical and cliched, you know, Braun Strowman gets Claymore kicked and then Bobby Lashley throws out Drew McIntyre and that allows Braun Strowman to get speared. So he got two finishing moves and Bobby pins him for the one, two, three. But again, going back to the whole thing about fun, this to me was really fun. By the end of it, I just felt excited to see what was going to come next. And we should talk about the fallout before we get to the main event of that i mean braun Strowman wasn't on raw because apparently he's injured too a little bit beat up and that's fine we didn't need to see him there was nowhere that he needed to be fitted fitted in i I guess it ties into the open challenge that we did get now i like the open challenge i always think it's a good story also didn't mind that it was a bit of a bait and switch in the sense that bobby lashley and mvp are heels so if they all sudden want to say uh you may have thought it was a wwe title match but it's not i think that works because a you think they're dicks But also, because Kofi was the guy that accepted it, it kind of gives him a little bit more credibility, because you could argue, me being my William Regal kayfabe soldier here, that they were so worried that Kofi Kingston was the guy that accepted they pulled a fast one. I didn't didn't mind it at all. If you felt shortchanged, I can understand that. But I didn't even get that notion. To me, this was just standard wrestling booking until I saw the internet going crazy. The only thing I would like to know is how an open challenge works. Mention this on Ups and Downs over on wrestling. Please do check it out. Because a bunch of dudes throughout the evening were like, well, I want to challenge him. And I want to challenge him. And I want to do it. And when all was said and done, Xavier Woods and Kofi just rocked out. Where was Mason T-Bar? Where was Damian Priest? Where was Seamus? There's probably some other people I've forgotten about. Well, I'm repeating myself again from ups and downs, but were they in the toilet? And they heard Bobby Lashley's music, they're like, damn it, I've timed this terribly. Because Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods didn't seem to be in all that much of a rush. It was surprising as well. I think if you would sat me down and said, Simon, guess who you think's going to accept this? I never would have gone for those guys, especially because earlier the night we had the other story where Matt Riddle tried to get Randy Orton a new day to make up and then Kofi Kingston and Randy fell out and we had the match between Kofi and Orton, which was really good, I thought, massively enjoyed it. And it ended with distraction roll-up finish. I mean, I don't need to get into it anymore. The main event also finished with that. It was just too much. WWE needs to stop using it as a crutch because it's really, really... Maybe I'm just a massive nerd and a geek, but it's starting to annoy me. <laughs> More so than usual. But yeah, when Kobe comes out, I thought he had a good match with um, Lesnar. Lesnar. What I was going to say is had a good match with Lashley. They teased the Lesnar finish because... You know, he got spine busted straight away, but then he came back into it. And it did end with Xavier Woods being distracting and all this nonsense. And then McIntyre comes out and hits Bobby Lashley with a cane after MVP was going to use it. So you have Kofi Kofi Kingston winning. Now, for starters, it was something different, which we've already mentioned. Raw needed something like that desperately. But also, now you can do Kofi Kingston versus Bobby Lashley on television in a title match. That's what you should do. Or pop a rating, hopefully. I want to see those two go at it again. I thought it was good. And there is now also impetus to do a Hell in a Cell match for Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley because he's interfered and so on and so forth. After Hell in a Cell, do I think Bobby Lashley needs a new opponent? Yes, unless we go Drew McIntyre. But then again, I don't think those two should go at it, uh, you know, after that. And my main uh, excitement with it all is exactly that. We're going to get two title matches, one on TV and then one on the pay-per-view. It's not like WWE does that too much. And Raw has been just Groundhog Day since Wrestlemania which is like six weeks ago now whatever the hell it is so if this is what you have to do to spice things up then you should do it of course you should do it I mean does Randy Orton cost Kofi Kingston it because I guess we're going to do RK bro versus the New Day at some point I don't think Kofi Kingston is going to win the title and also Kofi's a smart guy to put in there because mostly everybody loves him and he's a great he's a great baby face the argument was that we should have put someone like Damian Priest in there but if they do do a match next week on Raw and Bobby Lashley then wins you don't want to do that with a Damian Priest Damien Priest wants to be put in a proper angle that builds to a pay-per-view where maybe he even wins depending on what the lay of the land is so this was all good to me this was all fine I enjoyed it put a smile on my face and again aside from that zombies match I thought this was decent I thought it was a decent pay-per-view I'd give it a solid a solid B plus if I had a rating system which I don't so always nice to be surprised in that sense and then we got to Raw and it was a show of two halves ironically and that's a really stupid thing to say but the AJ Styles and Elias match with ending in DQ after Jackson Riker pulls AJ off the apron as he's going for the phenomenal forearm. Even though Woods is pulling Kofi Kingston off Bobby Lashley's shoulders in the, in the main event, and that's not a DQ. I also don't understand why Elias and Jackson Riker are even in the tag team title scene. I mean, later on, Naomi and Lana, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke were all talking to Sonia Deville and Adam Pierce saying, Oh, we think we should deserve an opportunity. I'm like, What moon do you live on? that you think that could possibly be the case, all you do is lose. And it's the same here. I don't want to see Elias and Jackson Riker going after the tag titles. I love AJ Styles and Omos as a team, but we need to start revving some people up. I, go, I know I mention this all the time, but T-Bar, Dominic Dijakovic said on Twitter, oh, there's all these teams. And you're right, but they're not being inserted. In fact, the only thing we got from T-Bar and Mace on this show was first, they just returned up and they don't care about Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman anymore. But then they cut some poem. And they flipped a coin. They didn't even know who won. It doesn't make any sense. It's so, 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 so weird. But the tag team division on both Raw and Smells, it's all right on SmackDown at the moment, although they do keep recycling the teams. But on Raw, we do need to start inserting new teams into the mix, right? AJ Styles and Omos are your tag team champions. You could do so much with that. AJ Styles can work with anybody. Omos, to me, does have some potential. He's always going to be limited to a certain extent because he's seven foot three. But I don't need to see everybody at the same height doing the same flippy moves. So just book him in the way that he needs to be booked. And that will be absolutely, absolutely fine. I still can't get behind all this Alexa Bliss stuff. People get really annoyed when I talk about it. And once more, going back to my earlier rant, I'm perfectly cool with you if you want to get into it. But it, for starters, Alexa's playground is now a talk show because of course it is. Natalia and Tamina are on there. They walk off because Alexa Bliss is just babbling. And then later on, Alexa Bliss comes out, uses her magic powers to have fire shoot from the ring post as if she's Kane. That burns Reginald. Shayna Baszler then releases her Kirifuda clutch, even though she was about to win the championships back. And then she gets hit with a heart attack on one, two, three, and we're done. So we have to be doing Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler at some point. And to, you know, reverberate comments that we've already made or rehash comments we've already made. Why are we doing it with Shayna Baszler? (laughs) I want Shayna Baszler to go back on a singles run, but I want her to do it to take on a Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair versus Shayna Baszler to me is awesome. Bianca Belair comes across as this sort of happy, likable person, whereas Shayna Baszler can, should she so wish, come across as an angry, I'm going to kick your ass type of person. So that marries up perfectly. And even if you don't want to move her back to SmackDown... I mean Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler is actually a harder match to do just because of how WWE is currently presenting them but I'd still take it right that's the job of the writing team to come up with something different so I can't believe that you know Natalia and Tamina's first opponents seem like they're going to be Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose versus uh or Naomi and Lana I just it just feels so lazy and it feels like we've already done it and I feel like I've already seen that match have I don't know but it feels like I've seen it and it feels like I've seen it eighty million times. So I don't need to see it again. But I do like the fact... You know, we haven't talked about SmackDown on this show. I do like the fact that Natalia and Tamina won it. I think we took a long-ass time to get there and it could have been far more streamlined. But the ceremony afterwards was awesome. It actually made it feel like those belts meant something. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax did not need to hold on to them because it's been ages, or at least it feels like ages. So that was a refreshing thing, but to then fall into doing the same feud you've been doing Nia Jax and Shayna, but you've just replaced them, I don't think that's going to fly. So yeah, I mean, time back into Raw, the Alexa Bliss stuff, pff, over my head. And there were reports, I don't know if we talked about this, that Bray Wyatt slash The Fiend may not be at TV at the moment because his mental uh, health is bad after the death of Luke Harper. I don't think we should speculate about that kind of stuff. I don't think we should talk about that kind of a stuff. If it was true, he'd be perfectly within his rights to feel that way. And if it's not true, this is exactly why we shouldn't start spreading rumors. I don't know why he's not on the show, but you are allowed to question it. Or you're allowed to say, I miss The Fiend being on my show. That's not insulting. That's not offensive. You can't worry about what a is doing in their real life. Because why would you know? You, there's no way to know. I am excited that maybe we're doing something with Angel Gaza again. Now, pushes stop so quickly in WWE, you never know. But he did beat Drew Gulak. He beat Drew Gulak effortlessly. And he stuck that rose into his mouth as he said he was going to do. I don't know where he goes I don't know who he feuds with but I like the guy and again because he hasn't really ever been used properly he does bring a certain fresh freshness to Raw so I hope that we can see that what is not fresh is R-Truth and Tezawa. Tezawa rolled up our truth and got the one two three and I looked it up the first time this happened was June last year so it has basically been a year I don't need anything for a year especially when it goes nowhere It was then all the Randy Orton, Kobe Kingston stuff, which I enjoyed immensely. Then we went to the tag match with the nonsense. Had all the Seamus Ricochet stuff, which I really did enjoy. I did. I thought it was good, as was Oscar versus Charlotte. But again, who knows where we're going to go with that? In fact, really just going through my notes now, that's pretty much the show We had the Lumberjack match. And then we moved into the into the pay-per-view, into pay-per-view, into the main event. It was far better than it has been, Raw, I thought. A lot of people disagreed with me, which is fine. But I thought the last two weeks just felt like I'd watched the same show. Whereas the opening gambit on this one, with the show-long storyline, actually, you know, figured into figured into different, well, potentially different storylines and different matches. And that's just what I need. I need some people on the show that I haven't seen before. So a Nikki Cross right now would be great. The Viking Raiders would be great. Shelton Benjamin did beat up Cedric Alexander, so I'm kind of confident they may actually do that feud, or at least give them if they give them one match. They probably have to give them two matches, because obviously Shetland Benjamin won the first one, so knowing WWE, Cedric would win the second, and then we could go into the third. I just want to see it, because then the Hurt Business dying doesn't feel like... Waste of time is too strong, but... I would just like to see it, right? I I really, really, really would. I'd like those two guys to be able to show everybody what they can do, especially Shelton Benjamin, because Cedric Alexander hopefully will have more opportunities, but Shelton Benjamin is on the back end of his career just because of his age, and he's never really been pushed properly, and I've always enjoyed him and always wanted him to get more than he actually did so that's raw smackdown was a good show oh we didn't talk about roman reigns and cesaro because i got focused on raw roman reigns and cesaro at wrestlemania backlash was tremendous everything they did on smackdown with jimmy Uso was tremendous I saw some criticism that, oh, Jimmy Uso didn't do anything at the pay-per-view. I didn't want him to do anything at the pay-per-view. Just plant those seeds, man. Get me to tune into the TV show. We've only just started this. Let's have it run for weeks, if not months. Let's do Jimmy Uso versus Roman Reigns at some point. Maybe at Hell in a Cell. Because isn't that the match that Jey Uso had with Roman was in Hell in a Cell? Am I getting confused? I don't know. I think it was. I think it was an I quit match, right? My brain sometimes deceives me. But I'm well up for, for sort of doing that and mirroring it. And maybe Jey Uso does leave and he helps his brother. And they go off to win the tag titles and then Roman's left by himself that allows him to go on a new you know a new direction a new pathway so i think roman reigns right now is doing tremendous stuff cesaro is one of the best wrestlers in the world and i won't hear any argument to the contrary because he's brilliant it's a shame that they used him as someone to not do shenanigans with But sometimes you just got to take what you can get. And I think overall it came across wonderfully. Really, really, really good match. And Seth Rollins coming out afterwards and beating up Cesaro. I suppose we go back to that. My only worry is I think Seth Rollins will win and then potentially go on to face Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. And where that leaves Cesaro, I don't know. I'd like him to hover around at the mix like a lot of people do. Much like a Seth Rollins, but I don't know if WWE sees it that way. And I kind of have a feeling maybe they think he should... Go back to somewhere in the mid card, but I really do enjoy watching him work if you 're an aspiring wrestler, I think that 's somebody you should just watch constantly because he is he is excellent, and I really really enjoyed it and it was good to see him in a main event and I like the fact that, that match was on last because you could kind of go oh maybe he 's going to win that 's why they 're putting it on last, even though of course it wasn't it wasn 't the case so decent few days of wrestling. Raw is always going to be a bit weird until they sort it out, but SmackDown good, uh, WrestleMania backlash good. I thought the Impact show was good and we're going to do Moose versus Kenny Omega, which is what I wanted actually something that makes me i mean i would tune in anyway because of my job but even if i didn't that would be a match where i'm like well i'm paying for this or i'm going to figure out a way to watch this you know i'm going to make sure i book out some time so it doesn't get spoiled for me sometimes you could do big matches and you want to watch them but you, you don't really mind if the result gets spoiled i want to see moose versus kenny omega as live as i possibly can so Yeah, I'm looking forward to see what they do with all of that, as I am the fact that wrestling is coming back live, at least in the United States. AEW's touring through July, as I said earlier. It now seems like Money in the Bank will be live in July. All speculation for now. But a bunch of reports have also come out that WWE will also have new sets for Raw and SmackDown because, of course, they won't be in the Thunderdome anymore. Now, we didn't actually have the original ones, also the last ones, for that long. But if you can do it, why the hell not? I'd be up for new sets. I think... I mean, the SmackDown one's been around since October 2019 because they changed it for the um, the move to Fox. But then six months later, they were in the, you know, the, what do you call it, the performance center. So you don't necessarily have to change it. But if you can come up with something different and you have the cash to do it, I mean, what I, what I would do is I would put the cash into pay-per-view sets. I, I watched Backlash 2000 the other day. I believe it was Backlash 2000 with the swinging knives, blades. That is just awesome. And I think one of the cool things that we enjoy about WrestleMania is that it always does look unique. And I would start doing that for the pay-per-views. And I understand why they don't because pay-per-views aren't huge revenue drivers anymore. That's television, which is why they probably want to revamp the Raw and SmackDown sets first. But I would love to see that. I just have such good memories of every single thing having a unique feel. And the best way to do that is with your eyes. So as soon as you tune it on, you're like, oh, there it is. I can't believe it It visually looks awesome. So... That would be cool, especially when they go back touring live, because it will feel fresh. Do not forget, we haven't done this now in basically over a year, and fans almost seem like an anomaly at this point. I think a double or nothing. I think the AEW has sold out their 5,000 or whatever it is allocation. So 5,000 people at Daily's Place, even though it is an outdoor building, I think will be pretty loud. And I think that whole card should have some really great atmosphere And it would be awesome if that's the stepping off point in getting back into having those really hot, really excited AEW crowds. I'm really, really anticipating all of that. Wrestling is not the same without an audience, as we know. I'm talking to the converted here. But maybe we are at the other side. I know that in America, I believe the mask laws have changed depending if you're being vaccinated. They've vaccinated a lot of people. They have vaccinated a lot of people over here. I have my jab in a week and a half just because that's the earliest I could get it done. But thankfully, I finally got that text message to say, man, come and get this done. And then maybe UK wrestling opens up as well. I don't want to get too ahead of myself here, but there was a lot of worrying talk about the Indian variant of coronavirus right now that may impact the June release date I suppose for all of us when we are meant to get back to normal life but we will stay positive for now because yeah be it WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor who also announced fans, Impact, all the UK uh, companies over here we need to get people back in front of shows when it's safe to do so again health is far more important than anything else and hopefully the scene and just the overall vibe and the overall attendance and the positivity towards Professional wrestling will pick back up again because if you do go back and watch some of those pandemic shows, it does feel like a funeral. It is not the nicest thing in the world. Talking about AEW as well, we have their, well, I guess, pre, pre, pre Double or Nothing show. uh, No, Double or Nothing's a Week Sunday. So it's their one before last, their penultimate go home show. I don't know why I'm describing it like this. There's absolutely no need. But we have the Varsity Blondes versus the Young Bucks, the AEW Tag Team Championships. Now there's no way that the Varsity Blondes are going to win here because we're building to the big Eddie Kingston versus John Moxie match. I maybe you pull a fast one, but you know, there's no way that you do. But I think this really should be a showcase for the Varsity Blondes. I think Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. are great. Shout out to my man Griff Garrison. So if you can ensure they come out the other side. I mean, you know, the Young Bucks can win by cheating or win by being dicks because they are dicks. But I think this is probably the biggest match that the Varsity Blondes have had. So I would try and use that to their advantage, which means if you want to come back to them at some point, you absolutely can. We also have Austin Gunn versus Anthony Agogo. Now, the Anthony Agogo storyline has been the talking point for the week when it comes to All Elite Wrestling. Because Cody came out and he cut a very patriotic promo and people don't like the fact we're doing USA versus the UK. And You know what? You're perfectly allowed to feel that way. I really like Anthony Agogo. I really like Cody. They're basically basing this on old school wrestling. And I do think it allows Anthony Agogo to have something a little bit different. I mean, he's draping over the flags. If you follow him on social media, he's really going to town. And what I hope happens is, I hope Anthony Agogo uses his gun punch. He takes out Cody Rhodes, wins, because I think it's massively important he gets his first win. And I assume that Brandi Rhodes, going off her own social media, is... Uh going to be giving birth soon and obviously all the best to both of them but it means Cody can go away for a while much like he did after Brody Lee and that worked really really well and then hopefully when he does come back it can be more about the fact that you took me off television than the whole America versus the UK thing but I never mind companies trying something different even though yes the uh, patriotic shtick doesn't work as well today as it did years ago but I certainly don't hate it as much as other people did I thought Cody meant every single word of that promo uh, and I thought it was quite powerful in some ways, given what he was saying. But I totally do understand why people don't like this as well. But for me, as long as Anthony Agogo wins and they use this to sort of raise him up the card as well, then I think it will be a massive advantage. So I'm going to wait and see till after double or nothing with that. We're getting Red Velvet versus Serena D for the NWA women's title, which kind of seems out of nowhere. But I don't think you take it off Serena Deeb right now, although Red Velvet will probably have a great showing. and Maybe Jade Cargill does something here. And we're getting Christian Cage versus Matt Seidel, which will just be a terrific match like it truly will uh, christian cage should win i realize i was all like why isn't he working his way through team taz anymore but this was probably meant to be christian versus ricky Stark. because obviously ricky Stark's got injured so once more shout out to that guy i hope that he's okay and can get back in the ring as soon as possible so this as an alternative to that thinking on your feet is really good again i think it will still the show easily and then hopefully he can go back to the whole team taz thing because he's probably gonna have a match next week and a match at the pay-per-view where he's taking on taz's goons so yeah that's fine as for nxt They've got the Million Dollar Man on the show. Obviously, he's been doing all his stuff with Cameron Grimes, outbidding for a house last week. I'm just massively biased towards Ted DiBiase. I love the fact he's had that laugh now for 20-so years, probably longer and he manages to do it the same every single time. No idea where it's going. There's no way he's going to be having a match. Maybe he bankrupts Cameron Grimes. I don't know. You tell me, but I'm excited he's going to be on the show, and I've enjoyed all those vignettes, even though they have been ridiculous. Also, getting Johnny Gargano against Bronson Reed in a steel cage for the NXT North American title, which they also bigged up on Raw, which they never do. So... I would imagine that Bronson Reed is actually going to win. I would imagine this is going to be a pretty good match. I think they're going to make a big deal out of it. So I'm I'm quite excited about that. It should open the show. Get those people in and lock them down. Uh, we've got Zoe Stark versus Tony Storm in a rematch, and Zoe Stark won that on the pre-show a few months ago, I think, or a couple of months ago, so surely Tony Storm wins then, 50-50 booking, although they should have done that to begin with, and we have a Pete Dunne interview, I have absolutely no idea what he's going to talk about, he did mention recently he wants to be the NXT champion, so maybe he starts doing something with Karrion Cross or Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly, one of those dudes, but... Neither show looks mega on paper, but I do think AW's had a good run. I think NXT was really good last week. It hasn't really equated to the ratings, but I don't like talking about the ratings too much because I just don't care. I, I, I'm bored of saying it myself, but what I want when it comes to ratings is I want all companies to do millions and billions of views because that would be great, right? That would be absolutely awesome. When they do badly, if that's even the right word to use, I'm like, well, that sucks. But I just hope the numbers go back up, I think. And there's nothing wrong with looking into it. It's like statistics. And I always check them out. I always want to see what they are going to do. It's not something that I fuss over. Because ultimately, the first thing that I care about when I watch wrestling is did I enjoy this or not? And if I did, I win. And if I didn't, who cares who else watched it or didn't watch it? So we'll see what they do. I hope that they both continue to smash it and I'm really intrigued to see what we do on Smackdown because I think surely we have to start building to Jimmy Uso versus Roman Reigns which is what I want that's another reason Smackdown is so good because now I'm living in a world where the Usos are super duper single stars and if you'd asked me that a year ago probably a bit more so now I maybe that wouldn't have sounded like a good idea to me but now I'm all about it (laughs) I couldn't I couldn't be more into it uh shout out to Frankie Kazarian as well whose father passed away today I believe I mean, no one can ever prepare you for that. So I just wanted to mention his name. I mean, what a great performer he is. Come of age massively over the last few years. I just hope that he's as okay as he can be. No one's going to be an okay in that situation. But if he needs to take some time off, that's fine. Maybe he finds uh, therapy and wrestling, which would also be fine. I think at some point he probably deserves a run. Not necessarily as the world champion, but in that mix. Doesn't mean he has to win the title. But yes, I absolutely think that he's got the chops to do that. And it would be a bit different because AEW only has four... Uh, big pay-per-views a year you can do those kind of matches which is something that i enjoy massively so yeah we'll wait and see uh new japan's coming back i believe at the end of the month or very soon which i don't know the situation in in japan at the moment with the coronavirus but hopefully it's all okay there because that's why they cancelled it to begin with i've just realized i missed a match for dynamite because we are also going to get shida taking on rebel or reba whatever we're calling her so there's that as well and surely she absolutely destroys her and we lead to Britt baker at the pay-per-view so that's pretty much it everything going on in the world of wrestling at the moment john mox is going to release a book i saw that it's just called mox i imagine it'd be quite interesting because i guess he's going to be quite honest chris jericho laughed at wwe because they had zombies I mean, that's going to go on forever and it's just going to wind people up, but it does work. So I'm not surprised uh, that he does do it. And Kip Sabian underwent successful surgery. So good luck to that guy. It just made me realize as well, I don't think we've talked about Miro winning the TNT title last week. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Just loved it. That guy's so good. I know he came in. It was a bit like, we don't know what we're doing. Don't know what we're doing. But when we do get going with him, we put him in the right position. 10 out of 10 performer. I hope he holds this belt for ages. I couldn't be more of a fan. I really, really couldn't. I find him effortlessly entertaining. I hope he wins the world title. I hope he wins the tag team titles, the women's title, the FTW title, whatever the hell it's called. I just hope that there's a championship in AEW. It goes on Miro. And that makes me annoying. And that makes me weird. I know you're probably rolling your eyes, but I have a voice and a microphone and you chose to listen. <laughs> So technically, it's your fault. And on that note, let's answer some questions. Air in my lungs, who apparently is on a streak at the moment with my questions, so we may as well do another one, says, do you think the Moxley, Kingston and SCU would come out to help the Varsity Blondes in the match with the Young Bucks to keep the rest of the Super League from interfering and the Blondes win the gold? As I just said, I can't see them winning the titles because I think there's more worth in the Bucks holding on for them for some time. And I don't really think the Varsity Blondes have been put in that position where it would make sense. But Moxley and Kingston out there, I can see that. I don't want to see SCU together because, and I don't think that AEW will do it. I like the idea of stipulations meaning something, and this is a big, you know, chatter at the moment about the fact that WWE never does. I don't mind if Christian da- Christopher Daniels wants to do singles. Absolutely, think Frankie Kazarian should, but just keep them apart. That's all you got to do. They can bump into each other. Just don't have them wrestle as a tag team. Ben Roy Turner, he of what culture fame, says: Does professional wrestler does professional wrestling need more zombies? I think it might. Yes, I think every single match should be zombies, and there should be a Halloween pay per view called Zombie Fest. And then there should be Zombie Fest 2 or Zombie Fest Backlash. My man AJ Kirsch, make sure you check out his Tough Talk podcast because AJ was on the original Tough Enough or the one back in 2011. And he's getting all the people associated with that back on and dropping some pretty big news. So make sure you check it out. He too has a zombie question. If you were a zombie and you could choose the brains of any WWE superstar to eat living or dead, whose brains would they be other than Bobby the Brain Heenan? That's too obvious. I think I would eat the brains of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And then not only would I have the power, the keys to the kingdom, I would know all the secrets and I would know all the truth about the rumors we've seen over the years. And I could use that to basically start a website and win, I would imagine. My man Phoenix. also make sure you check him out on YouTube as well. Long shot. Cesaro gets a rematch. The Usos turn on Roman to help Cesaro, but cost him the match. Triple threat at in the Cell. Roman versus Cesaro versus the Usos as a team. That's still a four-way. If Cesaro or Roman win, they are champs. If the Usos win, they get tag title shot and the title is vacated, Thoughts? I don't think you're going to do that, because I think you kind of crap over your WWE championship if the Usos were willing to give it up that much. And I also just think it's a little bit... It's a little bit overkill. Doesn't mean they couldn't do it, but I think there are better ways to get there and most of it kind of results in singles singles opportunities. Ashley, is Samojo headed back to Impact? Could have sworn they showed him as part of the Slammiversary ads. They did, but they always do that. Impact just throw people in there. They don't care. And I suppose more power to them. Do I think it goes back to Impact? Maybe, but not on an exclusive deal. I think if he goes there, you'll be seeing him in a lot of places. I think if he can work, he'll end up in AEW. He's a main event dude to me. He brings something extra to any promotion I mean, does work there's a bunch of top tier matches waiting i hope it happens adhd says if you could go back and experience a wrestling match again for the first time what would it be and why personally for me it's cena versus punk at money in the bank the drama the storytelling the mix of kayfabe and shoot star in the leading up to the angle i mean that would be one of them but i think it's a bit too modern day i think i would go back to something like i'd really have to get into it it would probably top of my head it would probably be mankind versus the rock at uh, on that raw january 1999 when mankind won the title because not only do you get the crazy pop when steve austin comes out you get all the shenanigans of the attitude era you could feel what that was like to be at live and you get mankind who also got a mega pop too i think you'd come away from that probably which makes sense now being a fan for life so i would do that Harine is back, and she says, hey, Simon, missed your last couple of tweets because of school. Do not worry about it. Semester is over, and I can continue to profess my daily love for Kenny Omega stress-free. The match at Double or Nothing will be great, but I want to see him face Brian Cage and Darby Allen before his reign ends. Have a nice day. I think that kind of ties back to the Frankie Kazarian conversation we were having. Yes, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. If we are going to have big matches on television, get those kind of guys and put them in... Yeah, put them against Kenny Omega. i take Brian Cage versus Kenny Omega. Absolutely take Darby Allen versus Kenny Omega. But there's other dudes too. I mean, we talked about Varsity Blondes. I would take Griff Garrison versus Kenny Omega. Ricky Starks, when he's well, is one you want to throw in there. I mean, there's loads. Alan Angels you could do again now he's the champion and really piss off the internet. So... To me, the more we can do, the better. And the title doesn't always have to be on the line. You just have to come up with story ways as and why that's the case. One, two, he kicked out, says, which current era persona gimmicks do you think could have also worked with success in any wrestling era? For example, do you think the three-man New Day would have smashed it in the 80s, or does Daniel Bryan achieve the same success in the Attitude Era? I think Daniel Bryan would have been able to get over in any era it would have been harder back in the day just because size was more of a thing than it is now but i think he's so good in the ring or maybe he would have been a jerry lynn but he always would have found something and to me the new day are timeless almost i mean they've already changed their gimmick about four times and it's worked constantly so yes it would have worked in the 80s in the 90s and the actual year they probably could have been a badass heel team as they were when they first walked on the scene and again now they're still going and i don't want them to break up so they tapped into something 47 says, Ms. Comeback, do they have a zombie cure on a pole match at Extreme Rules? I think you may be right. They'll put Zombrex on a pole and that's how they get out of it and I'll have to respect them because that's what I said they would have to do. My man John D. Barker says, four of the Wrestlemania wrestlers that had a match can form a faction with any gimmick. Who do you pair together and what is their USP? Uh, So, four wrestlers from Wrestlemania that had a match. Oh, I see. So you have to push them together. Who the hell had a match? Well... I don't know whether we're doing past, present, or future, but I'm taking Bret Hart and Steve Austin straight away. They had a match. And I would also take The Rock and Steve Austin again. No, I can't do that. I would take The Rock and... Who the hell did The Rock fight at WrestleMania? Just for Austin a thousand times. I guess I have to do Triple H if that's the case. If we do it modern times, if we go on the last WrestleMania, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are right there, so they've got to go in. And I think probably... Well, I want to take the Roman Reigns edge and daniel bryan but i can't because that's three so that's kind of different difficult two but i'm going to do it anyway because i want to and a former faction with any gimmick who do you pair together and what is their usp well that's what i would do i take those five guys but that's a ridiculous table that's a ridiculous group i mean how the hell who would beat them they can't even beat roman by themselves imagine you put edge daniel bryan Sami Zayn would take all the fools and kevin owens would kind of take every every one here and there Uh, I really want Kevin Owens to have something big soon too. I know he can't go back into the Universal title picture because they've done it too much, but I just love that guy. Same with Sami Zayn. Uh, Stevie says how do you book the inevitable Seth versus Roman feud I think they tease it on Sunday and I hope they don't rush it it definitely has legs Seth money in the bank cash in maybe I mean you could do that I think there's probably other people on the card that would benefit from it more though story-wise that would be great I don't know and the issue is who's the good guy who's the bad guy I don't know what Seth Rollins does in order to sort of all of a sudden babyface himself I do think it'll be the SummerSlam match for the reasons that just make all the sense in the world but otherwise no I don't know but I am excited about it I think Seth Rollins is doing some good work at the moment i think uh uh, roman reigns is just fantastic some people like to moan which is your prerogative but i don't agree and we should have a big match for summer slam because it could be like the second or third live pay-per-view we have back and absolutely the biggest one did i hear that it was gonna be in the staples center i probably made that up i don't know aaron i love seeing kobe back in the title scene and i'm not complaining but what do you think the optics are though of him getting a title match before big e I think Kobe Kingston will get a match on Raw in the next few weeks, and I think he'll lose. And I think Big E will start getting his title shots in 2022, and I think that works quite well. So I'm going to keep my fingers crossed for it. My man Jonathan says, The heat between Anthony Gogo and Cody Rhodes is ramping up. Criticism for Cody's greatest of American promo, largely considered it tone deaf. While GoGo came out of Elevation sounding like a brilliant face, how do you think this, fe- this feud will be received in the long run? Well, like I say, I think Cody will be written off TV after a big punch. And if it gets a Agogo more momentum, that's all that matters. Cody's going to be a top star forever. He's done it now. His legacy and what he's been able to do since 2016 has been tremendous. So now it's about getting a new guy over and Cody Rhodes will know that. Uh, so I'm going to, as long as it helps Anthony Agogo, I, I don't really mind how they do it, which is why I'm fine with it. At least people are talking about him. More people in terms of wrestling fans know who Anthony Agogo now is, know who he is than they did a year ago, which is massively important uh maxie says which wrestlers would be the most dangerous zombies i'm thinking the bitey ones like the bushwhackers but with high flyers and invincible hosses there is load of options who bought, who bit yeah i mean the bushwhackers licked more than bit but i suppose they're still not great from a zombie who bite there was a there was a biter moxley bites so you could put him in there eddie kingston bites so he could be put in there it's a good question. There'll be a biter out there. Somebody let me know. Coffin Eater, do you think Cesaro will win Money in the Back this year? No, I do not. Midnight Bear, why is Born Strowman constantly overlooked? And what is going on with Charlotte Flair? I don't think Born Strowman is constantly overlooked. He was just in the pay per view of a massive main event. Other way around, a main event of a massive pay per view. As for Charlotte Flair, I don't really understand the negativity. I think she's tremendous. I think she's proven that over the last 48 hours. Sometimes, is she booked in the same position too much? Yes but she always backs it up with how good she is and i don't really mind to be honest uh tmmdr i think it's totally okay to promote hall of fames to be in movies but the oh i see you're talking about the batista stuff yeah hall of famers that are in movies but that match should be the kickoff match nobody would get that mad if it was in the kickoff agree well what you're forgetting is somebody would get mad and it's the people making the movie <laughs> they'd be like why the hell did you put us in uh, in that rubbish spot Look, it was what it was. I don't think it was good. I don't think it's something that WWE should do often. Hopefully, we can just move part and never think about it again. Uh, Regan says, Simon, what's your favorite entrance music? And if you could pick any song to come out to, what would it be? Keep up the great work. Well, we said Master of Puppets before, so we'll stick it. And my favorite's entrance music. Again, we- we've talked about this, but it's The Undertaker's um volume three music theme whatever that's going to be called is actually a theme i suppose stone cold steve austin's triple h the game is an all-time classic i mean there's a bunch and they change kind of every single day uh colin says going to a live show would you like to see a cinematic match once i would yeah always once and then I can determine whether I liked it live or not. But I'm always up for a new experience, so absolutely. Uh, Mackie Chu says, when a zombies going to get offered a WWE contract? I don't have their name. I should have looked it up. But the best comment or tweet I got about that is when somebody said if they were amazed the zombies knew the rules to a lumberjack match. Tremendous. 10 out of 10 for you if you do listen to this. It really, really made me laugh. Bruiser, hey, Simon, love your work. Thank you very much. My question is, which horror movie villain would make the best wrestling heel? Well, not Freddy Krueger, because we'd all have to go to sleep and that wouldn't work. Although WCW and WWE have done that kind of nonsense before. I mean, it's got to be Jason, right? He's going to boot the door down. He's going to slash you up. Got a backstory with his mum. So that ties into his character. I think I've got to go to Jason. Uh, Organo says, do you write wrestling reviews on cage mats? No, I don't. (laughs) I never have. I don't even think I've ever read one. Uh, Siptain says, who would you like to see win Money in the Bank? Now that's a different question. I mean, probably Damian Priest if we were going to do it properly. Because again, I do think he has the potential to be a big star. So whatever we should do to get behind him. Otherwise, I mean, Seth Rollins is a good idea from a narrative point of view. But I don't want to see it. I wouldn't mind Baron Corbin to piss people off. <laughs> I just I always enjoy that rage. It makes me laugh. I'm trying, I mean, Jimmy Uso would work too. Because that could tie into his feud with Roman Reigns. So there's a good few options. I just hope it goes to someone that, like I say, can really get something out of it down the line. Uh, rich says if face from the a team became a villain would he change his name to heal i mean he would have to rich yes very very good point saint if raw cut back to two hours wwe would be losing millions of dollars performers would have to have a pay cut vince wants you to cut five people who loses their wwe dream saint that's a horrible question to ask me also i've always said this if we do cut it to two hours because we think it's better for the product shouldn't all these smart business people at um usa and WWE be able to figure this out you think so right you think that well we could do this to increase our revenue but again what do I know I literally don't know anything so I shouldn't even be able to make that comment I don't really want to I'm going to be an asshole here I don't want to talk about being people being cut I don't think it's fair um I don't think they would listen to this podcast but I would never want to be that guy and I never want to see anyone being fired ever I really 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 don't uh high boom says which AEW star would benefit more from WWE than AEW I don't think we can answer that one. I don't think there's anybody there right now because a lot of people get lost in the shuffle at WWE. I mean, if you're going someone that's under the radar at AEW, let me think of someone that we haven't seen in a while that we may like to see. I can't even think of anyone. Maybe say a bear country or something like that. They would get lost in the WWE tag team scene, whereas in AEW, I'm sure they'll get another opportunity again and they looked great. So at the moment, I don't think there is anybody. And that could be the same going the other way as well because AEW do have a lot of people uh lewis are the miz and morrison deceased or just undead well the morrison's still a human as for the miz i'm going to assume that he's dead because that's what i was told (laughs) the stands for the h stands for says do you think the return of fans will boost the viewing figures for wwe and aew i mean i would presume so but we are moving into the nba playoffs and then football will be back so it may skew the numbers But I would hope so, yes. Uh, Navindu says, will Orange Cassidy become AEW champion at any point? Well, I made a video for What Culture in 2019 where I said yes, he would. So I can't go back on that now. Dustin Parry, my man, says, what is your favorite entrance music theme ever? A lot of people asking me this question. Yeah, again, I mean, we think of a brand new one. Apart from Stone Cold Undertaker, Kane, he'd be in there as well. Who do I love? Come on, Simon. Uh, Which one do I listen to over and over? I'll focus on modern wrestlers just to be different. Seth Rollins' original one, I loved. Kevin Owens' music, I love. And without the stupid royalty stuff in it, Baron Corbin's End of Days is a banger. And I think the last James Johnston-created WWE theme song. That could be wrong. I could have made that up. Uh, Zayd said, where does Roman Reigns' tribal chief character rank for you all time? We can't answer that yet. We It's too early. It's only been, well, it's coming up to two years in August. Uh, so was it one year in August? Whatever it is, I can't remember. We need to see how he... Um, Uh, evolves over time but if it keeps going like this i'd absolutely be happy to rank him quite highly absolutely uh what is sleep says do you think wwe would have you try out to be a zombie i would do it man any any gig with wwe would be cool let's face it Uh, Joshua says, are you a fan of the Deadlock PW boys? Uh, No, I'm not. I don't get to listen to a lot of podcasts anymore. It's a shame. But as you have mentioned it, I will definitely check it out. Kenneth, according to reports, the Miz suffered a torn ACL during the zombie lumberjack backlash. Could have been the real reason why he didn't show up on Raw in any form last night. Thoughts? Yeah, as we said, it probably was. But uh, look, I would never want anyone to get injured, but has helped the angle. He should be off TV. He got eaten by zombies. Uh, Drew says, just wanted to say you inspire me so much to forge my own path to make a career through media, platforms like YouTubes and podcasts. I'm a musician and every time I get burnt out with keeping a social media presence, your optimism keeps me going. Thank you. Well, Drew, that is very nice. You can't see this today, but I have a massive smile on my face. Hugely appreciated. Thank you and keep going. And I hope you live all of your dreams and I hope you become the next PewDiePie but with music tabby cat says "With mlw's draft starting very shortly what do you think is store for the company which free agents do you think should sign for them oh and how is it possible they have a how how possible is it they have a partnership with wwe on a scale of one to ten i don't know i can't comment i don't even know what free agents there are right now because i think a lot of people are signed with aew then it actually turns out that they're not MLW getting that TV deal is good that you having another wrestling company is is exciting especially because they're doing all that Lutra Underground tie and stuff kind of so and having a draft is well, it's not really different because WWE does it but I think they're going to make theirs a bit more sports-based and a bit more surprising so I hope that does get some uh, some eyes on them and in terms of a partnership with WWE relatively high I'd probably say a six or a seven out of ten Court Bauer has a relationship with them used to work for them used to write for them so yeah relatively high And if it does happen, that only helps MLW, excuse me, which is why it would be for it. And finally, Jake Addison said, why did Abaddon try to eat Sheeda's leg on AEW? Well, just look at Abaddon, Jake. She's crazy. She's a zombie. She's a much better zombie than anything they had in WWE. I don't want to be that guy, but it's true. I really like Abaddon. That is committing to the character. It's why I like Chris Statlander as well. (laughs) If you're going to be an alien and you're going to, you know, throw us into that kind of alien world, I'll ride with you, alien. Hell yeah. Uh, also we have one from David Lebeau who says why is being a mark marking out seen as bad or silly in some wrestling circles even to the wrestlers aren't we supposed to be fans of what we're excited about yes you're 100% correct do not worry about that kind of nonsense someone says that to me all the time Miller you're you're such a mark yes wrestling (laughs) has essentially thrown up over me I couldn't be more invested in wrestling if I tried I basically am wrestling I did not mean that it sounds way too arrogant it's not how I meant it but no enjoy what you enjoy don't let the negative t- negativity get into your life as always a lot of negativity is usually on the shoulders of the person giving out the negativity because it's actually them that is negative there's nothing I mean back in the day the mark was someone that was easily uh, won over or easily tricked but we've moved past that now and it's become a term of endearment but also a term of well, an insulting term but just ignore it. Move on. Enjoy what you enjoy. Try not to let the bastards get you down, as my mum used to say, because they're going to do it anyway. And if they if they couldn't use the term Mark anymore, they'd go to something else. That's not why they're doing it. But no, I love wrestling, even when it's dumb, which is why I did a tweet yesterday, cheap plug at Simon316, when, you know, I mentioned that if you, as I said earlier, if you like the zombie stuff, you should be really proud of I me. Mean, well, oh, Millie's so too positive as crap. It's like, it's not true. Somebody needs to i don't really sounds too much i don't mean it but somebody needs to acknowledge that there are out people out there that are enjoying this stuff and that's okay you don't have to go crazy about it but uh, that's resting for you and it's all niches i've worked in video games i've worked in fitness it's all the same you get some crazy people everywhere but you just gotta you gotta ride it out as best possible thank you for listening as always that will bring us to a close shout out to pinsandknuckles.com as well for always supporting the show i appreciate those guys uh, thank you to my patrons as well, patreoncom summoner 316 Without them, I don't have this show at all. So if you want to support and get some rewards, you can check me out there. Search me on YouTube, Simon Miller, and give me a subscribe. Patreon.com. No, 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 no. Twitch.tv forward slash Simon316. Again, Simon316 for all social medias. Make sure you check out What Culture Wrestling as well, so you can hear me talking about all the wrestling all of the time. This was a very disjointed podcast. May have had to have recorded it in about 82 different segments because it's just one of those days. But I appreciate you listening anyway, and I'll chat to you in a couple of days' time we <laughs>